This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Outline World Dispatch. Thursday, July 20th, 2017. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today on The Dispatch. Gabby Del Valle on a foreclosure epidemic in Detroit. And a lot of the times, once houses get foreclosed, they get demolished. Adrian Jeffries on prescription drugs. Prescription drugs last a lot longer than their expiration dates. And Anne Derek Gaillot on O.J. Simpson's parole hearing. ESPN is actually going to be broadcasting it live. Here's the dispatch. Power. 140,000. That's the number of Detroit homes that have been foreclosed on over the last 10 years. Gabby Del Valle is here with the story. Hi. This situation in Detroit does not sound great. What's going on? Yeah, that's it's not great. Um, so over the past 10 years, there have been more than 140,000 foreclosures in Detroit. And a lot of the times, once houses get foreclosed, they get demolished. Um, and once that happens, the property value of the surrounding houses goes up. It's been found to go up by like about 4.2%. So the state is using money that was given to it by the federal government to instead of prevent foreclosures like it's intended, uh, demolish houses that have already been foreclosed on. Why would they do this? Like, What's the incentive for Detroit to use this money in this way as opposed to anything else? I guess it makes property values go up, but again, that doesn't stop people from getting pushed out of their homes. Um, the thing about foreclosures is that the process takes three years, so the people who are getting foreclosed on now had a problem paying their mortgage or their property taxes three years ago. What is the program that Detroit's getting this money from? The state of Michigan is getting the money from a Treasury Department initiative called the Hardest Hit Fund, which is essentially a way of giving money to states that were really affected by the financial crisis and all the foreclosures, the ones that are hardest hit. Detroit started getting the money in 2010. They originally got $498 million and... They got additional money, so in total they've received $761 million since 2010. And are they using all of this money to demolish these homes? Is any of this money going to actually saving homes from foreclosure? The Detroit Metro Times reported that half the money so far has used, has been used to stop homes from being foreclosed on, and the other half has gone to demolishing them. Um, but according to the Treasury Department's website... The money typically goes to mortgage assistance, like reducing people's principal loans to make their mortgages more affordable and like helping people with their down payments. Although they do say that um, states can decide and it varies from place to place. It sounds like there isn't a lot of oversight as to where this money actually gets put towards. Like it sounds like the state can just decide to demolish houses and not give money to people. So... How are they actually monitoring, like, who actually gets money and who doesn't get money? In Michigan, there are individual applicants who go 
through this program, and 80% of people who earn $30,000 a year or less were denied assistance in Michigan through this program. And nationwide, the average for that same demographic is only 53%. And the Treasury Department did an audit of all of these things, and they found that that 80% is about 85,000 people who were turned down for funding. Is there any hope for this actually turning out better than it is right now? Like, where is this program headed? There's a Michigan state senator, Coleman Young II, who's running for mayor of Detroit right now, and he said that he wants to use the money for the purpose of helping people stay in their homes instead of to destroy properties that people have been forced out of. So maybe that will change things a little bit. I don't know. Hope for the best. We will see. The future. The U.S. healthcare system could be wasting billions of dollars throwing away prescription drugs that are still good. That's according to an investigation by ProPublica that's part of a series on medical waste. The investigation showed that many drugs are still safe and effective for years after the date on the label. But efforts to reform the expiration system have fallen flat. The expiration date on the label is supposed to represent the period during which the FDA and the drug maker guarantee the drug's safety and effectiveness. But that date is provided to the FDA by the drug maker, which has no incentive to guarantee a long shelf life. The waste is even more egregious, considering that the FDA has extended the official shelf life for drugs that are part of the federal government's emergency stockpiles. But it hasn't expanded this program to drugs available to the public. The FDA told ProPublica that it, quote, does not have a position on the subject. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Culture. The 90s are back, and O.J. Simpson is back in the news. He has a parole hearing coming up, and the media is treating this just like it's 1995. Everyone is going to be watching it. Everyone's streaming it. Everyone's got it on TV. And Anne Derek Gaillot has a story about how obsessed we are with O.J. in 2017. How's it going, Anne? It's going well, Aaron. How are you? I'm pretty good. So what is happening with OJ? Why are we still obsessed with him? What's what's going on? So OJ Simpson is going to be having a parole hearing today to determine if he's eligible for parole for his armed the armed robbery he was involved in in 2007. It's been quite a run for OJ Simpson from football legend to Nevada prisoner. So after nine years behind bars, O.J. Simpson could be back on the street soon, a free man perhaps once again. They will look at Simpson's age and his behavior in prison, and legal experts say it's likely he'll win release. Perhaps in anticipation of that, Simpson has gotten himself into great shape. Officials tell us he's lost a lot of weight here. And ESPN is actually going to be broadcasting it live, and NBC News is also going to be covering it with a couple special segments. So I... 
they are, it seems like networks are trying to capitalize on the or the popularity of the OJ Simpson trials, like you said, in 1995. And um, yeah, they just seem really eager to cover this event. 240 press credentials have been granted. At least 240 have been granted for the hearing today. And this is off the heels of a ton of TV specials and you know, there's an FX show, there was a documentary. So there's a lot of excitement and like interest in OJ's case, obviously, in America in general, but particularly right now. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, that has, it's due to a lot of different factors like nostalgia for the 90s, people's obsession with um, celebrity and race and criminality, people's obsession with just OJ Simpson himself. So yeah, I think um, it will his case will continue to be of interest to people, even though he isn't really a a relevant public figure now. And um, one article that I read in USA Today pointed out that if he is granted par- parole today, there will be even more media attention on him come October when he will be eligible to be released from prison. This is just a parole hearing. Why is there so much interest around such a procedural courtroom event? You know, I am not completely sure, Aaron. I do think that this will probably be pretty boring, but obviously ESPN and NBC think that viewers are definitely going to tune in to watch it. I think it won't be the same as the O.J. Simpson trials because obviously we don't know all these different characters and we're not, there's not this long storyline that everybody's very invested in, but obviously the spectacle of O.J. Simpson himself and, um, this constant, him constantly in the public eye through his legal troubles is really fascinating to folks. Did you watch the trial in 1995? Were you old enough to understand what was going on? No, I wasn't. But I remember I was the only black kid in my all-white class in like kindergarten or first grade. And I distinctly remember one of my classmates asking me very pointedly if I thought OJ was guilty or not. And wow. I had no idea what to say. Did you say anything? I said, I am not sure. And then I went home and I asked my mom. And that's how I learned about the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah, it was pretty big in my household. I was four, I think. And Mm -hmm. everybody was still talking about it. I had no idea what was really happening, but obviously still really important. Yeah, definitely. It's like something all 90s kids know about. But like this, all the recent coverage of it has just like filled out the details so much more for so many of us. Yeah. Do you think that people who are watching television primarily right now, or at least new audiences, are going to still keep up with that interest? Because, you know, the quote unquote millennials who are watching, you know, television or streaming TV were not really that old when this case first became a thing. But there's still a lot of people tuning into the shows about him and things like that. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not sure. But it just seems like the O.J. Simpson trial is such a huge legend and myth in American culture that it might be something that never really, that people are always going to be talking about and interested in. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Aaron. That's The Dispatch. Remember, we do the show every Monday through Thursday, so make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you like to listen to audio. I'm Aaron Edwards. Have a great weekend. More stories on Monday.